I love the Texans. Uh, I think we'll do good this year. Uh, we didn't have a good day today. I think we're a little rusty. And so uh, I look forward to get better next week. Um, not going to take a long time. Got some information I want to go over with you. <clears throat> and so uh, well, let's stand and let's pray, and then we'll, we'll go. And uh, I, when I was... Uh, when I was asking the Lord, you know, what he would have me say, and he told me something. And then, because I didn't really know what was going on. My life has been really hectic the last month. And so I didn't really know what, what was going on. I, I thought it was a youth service that I had come to before. And, uh, and then when I got here, I said, oh, it's back to school. That's why God gave me this. And so uh, I have something special that I believe is a message directly from God to you. And so uh, I'm excited to share that with you tonight. Lord, I just thank you for another opportunity to speak to your people. And uh, God, I just want to say what you want me to say. Uh, I just want to say, well, that's, that's why you called me. That's why you spoke to me 20-some years ago and brought me from where I was uh, into a relationship with you. And you gave me a job working for you, telling people what you want to say. And God, you've given me life experiences and put people across my path that have shown me things uh, so that I can... Just pass that information on to other pe- to other people, and I believe that tonight, like like any other, unlike any other time, I'm conscious that you wanted me to deliver a message to them, and you told me exactly what you wanted me to say. And so, God, uh, you're the author of uh, what you want me to say. I'm just the messenger. I'm the interpreter, uh, so to speak. And so, uh, I need your help to say it, but to have mental clarity. Uh, to have uh, vocal clarity for me to speak properly in a way to where they can understand exactly what you want to say because I believe this is important. I believe that the reason why you gave me this information is that there are in, individuals standing in this room that will ascend to places that they never thought they would ascend to based upon what you have for me to say here tonight. So I just rest in that. I take peace in knowing that this is your intention. I yield myself to you to uh, say what you want me to say, and I take comfort in knowing that your message will uh, get across. Uh, Lord, I pray that you will forgive me now uh, of any sin that I've committed knowingly and unknowingly, and I just ask that across the board, everybody in the room, so that the Holy Spirit will flow freely, uninterrupted by anything. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can be seated. So listen, guys. I want to say some stuff. I like to to bust up uh, uh, traditional uh, boundaries uh, in certain cases that will stop you from receiving. A lot of times uh, with young people, when you come to church, you say, well, you know, you know, even the way you tell your friends, well, I'm going to church. You know, it's not like uh, some other place that you go to where you speak with a different type of fervor. We're going to church. You know, you, some, some places you go to, not that you don't like to go to church, but you speak of some things with a whole different swagger than you do other things. There's a different excitement. When you say, I'm going to church, it's almost like out of duty, you know. But you, what you have to understand that uh, going to church shouldn't be to you like a duty. It should be like an expectation of something marvelous about to happen in your life, that you're being privy to some information and to some activity that other people don't have. Because they don't go, you know, and, and things that will make your life better, right? So uh, I want you to understand something. You have to get out of the mindset of church and school is like uh, teenage daycare, all right? If you want, now if you, if you want to be in daycare, 
You can you you can be in daycare, but you're not going to grow the way you want to. Or you're not going to get out of it what you need to get out of it. If you have the mentality that I'm in daycare, right? We're too big for daycare at this point. We're on the launch pad to, to where life is going to take us, right? And so now I'm coming, I'm investing into my life. I'm investing into my, so you come to church, I'm investing into the spiritual part of my life. And un, with the understanding that it's going to take me somewhere uh, that I want to go. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to give you some information, and I'm going to try not to be too long, just long enough to get the information to you, but the Lord uh, said something to me uh, not long ago uh, that I want to share with you tonight. But, but before we go into that, I want to, if you got that webpage, I want to show you something about myself and tell you a little bit of my story. I think that'll help us. Uh, I'm going to see it on that screen. Man. Y'all going to see it on the other screen? I'm going to see it on that screen. That's cool. Okay, so this is a, a, a new webpage for some of my projects uh, that I'm working on, and I didn't even know where it was. I had to call my, my partner. But this is a film right now. That These are films. This is one that I wrote a couple of years ago, the one called, uh, uh, you can see it on, the one Phenom. And they're evangelistic films, but they're meant to be have high entertainment value. You can keep scrolling up and um, see what's on here. That's another film uh, that we wrote a couple of years back as well, too. Uh, Keep going. Just keep going. There's a couple of them get through that we already made. Okay, so this one, uh, Pain, I made that movie in 2004. I made that in 2006. Uh, debuted that, that film at the movie theater. I licensed it overseas in London and South Africa. Uh, different networks, uh, TV networks here. Um, this one was on uh, Netflix. In the year, I think we shot it, we finished it around 2007, 2008, but it didn't go to Netflix in 2012, right? So I've, I've made two films. Uh, there's also, I got a pilot, sitcom pilot, the one that I've done. And so I wanted to say this to you, you can, you can take it down. Uh, we, that I've made movies, right? I come from a small neighborhood in Houston. I had, I, I have no formal training in making movies. Um, I didn't even take the drama class in school, right? But I just felt like this was something that God had for me to do, and so I did it, and they turned out marvelous. And everybody around me, their mind was blown that he pulled it off, right? And it cost me dearly to do it. I'm talking about just the sacrifice of learning and actually getting the project done, but we did it, right? And so I have another project now that uh, that we're working on. Matter of fact, I'm going to shoot a scene for it and put uh, to put in our package. On Tuesday, right, right here in Cleveland, uh, in a little place, and so uh, uh, I say that to you because I want you to understand it don't matter where you come from, it don't matter you know whether you live in Cleveland or whatever. I hear a lot of people in Cleveland say, "Well, I'm in Cleveland, I don't think I can." Man, it don't make no difference where you at, where you from. It just makes a difference what's inside of you, all right. And so I, uh, this matter of fact, this project that we're working on, I, I don't know how much we spent on the other ones. It was, it was, it was several thousands. Uh, but this project, I, mean, I need like $45 million to make this movie. And so uh, I have been in, in conversations with people. It's a sports movie. It's a prison sports movie. Um, so I've been in conversations with people, uh, commentators, ESPN that you see on TV every day, on the phone with them, uh, 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 professional basketball players, uh, coaches, uh, people who, who run organizations, big film producers, about this project, and people are very excited about the project. I just need somebody to get excited enough to come off of the money so I can do it. 
right? And so, but but I, I was not, when I did the first couple films, my mind frame was not at a place to where I felt like I could get $45 million to make a movie, right? And so I had to get to that place. I had to grow to that place. And so uh, I want to I wanna share with you what God gave for me to share with you tonight, which is that you, that everything is possible for you if you will trust and you'll believe it. Everything, going into this school year, that needs to be your mindset that everything is possible for me if I will trust and I will believe God. And the Lord spoke something to me sometime back and he, and he told me, he gave me a message and it was called the law of possibility engaged by faith. The law of possibility engaged by faith. Now, I want to start off tonight and all of us are familiar with certain things about laws. How many of you ever heard of something called the law of gravity? All right, we're familiar with the law of gravity, um, which uh, basically I'm going to read to you the definition of a law. This is a simple definition. Scientific law is a description of an observed phenomenon that happens every time a given set of conditions or circumstances are applied. Let me read it again. A scientific law is a description of an observed phenomenon that happens every time a given set of conditions or circumstances uh, are in place. So how many of you can, who can give me an example of uh, the law of gravity taking place? Anybody here can give me an example of the law of gravity taking place? All right, let's see what he just did. She just did, she just dropped her keys. All right, now my, my, my example that I like to give of the law of gravity is that no matter how special you think you are, no matter how special you may think you are in here tonight, if you stand on top of this building and jump off, you're coming to the ground. Right, you you gonna you gonna slab out. You coming to the ground? You're done, right? You gonna, you, boom, you are gonna hit the ground. And so, the, because it's a law, and so if we all lined up, we all took a field trip, and I'm not gonna suggest that we do that. And we took a field trip to whatever ladder that got us to the top of the building, and we jumped off one at a time. Everybody's coming down. Everybody, not no no special people, nobody. I don't care who you think the greatest person in the world is. We're all gonna come down to the ground because. It's a law. It's a law of gravity. Now, there are things, uh, the only thing that can overtake a law is a greater law. Yeah. Right? That's the only thing that can overtake a law. Now, there is a law, the only thing that can, well, one of the things that can overtake the law of gravity is the law of lift and thrust. That's how airplanes fly. Right? So an airplane is rolling on the ground, rolling on the ground until it gets to a certain point, and that lift and that thrust takes place, and those engines propel it to push over and it's defying gravity now. What it should just come crashing to the ground. Now once them engines and thrusters mess up, then everybody in the plane's got a problem. Right? Because the law of gravity is back in force again. Alright? And, and, and they're coming down. Right? So, uh, uh, it takes a greater law to overtake a law. Alright? So, uh, there are spiritual laws. Right? There are spiritual laws that have to be observed. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by reading something to you and then I'm going to come back up. I'm going to read something to you. This is Romans chapter 8. And I just picked a bunch of scriptures because I really could have read the whole chapter. But it just would have been long. But I'm going I'm to read these scriptures to you. It says, for the law of the spirit of life. Did you know that there was a such thing of the law of the spirit of life? Right? So the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. See, you got blessed by coming to church right here, right now. Because you didn't know there was a law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Uh, the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has freed me from the law of sin and death. 
So it talks about two laws right here. One law, it says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Now, the law of sin and death says that that if I continue to sin, that it will bring a manifestation or some form of death in my life at a certain point. Right. If I continue to sin, what does that death look like? If I'm a person that continues to break the, the laws of man, then a form of death would be I'm going to the penitentiary. All right. Or I am uh, I'm going to get hurt or some way like that. Um, if uh, any time, any type of thing that you do bad or sinful, there's going to be a bad outcome to it. That is a manifestation of death. They don't mean you have to die. Right. It's there's some kind of death manifestation, something bad going to come from sin. And, 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 and if any man, it's a law. God said it. He said the law of sin and death. If you continue to sin, something bad is going to come out of the situation. Right? But the Bible says that the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. That means that you don't have to be in bondage to sin anymore. You don't have to be in bondage to sin. The Bible says that the power that sin had over you, God has set you free from it. But the issue with a lot of us is that our environments and the people around us keep us in the same bondage that God has set us free from. Right? So Jesus came to set you free from it. You let you, you allow your circle of friends to keep you in the bondage. Anybody ever seen this movie, Ants? The movie Ants? In the movie Ants, they had this one guy, and I can't remember his name, but, the, but, the, but he, he was this free-thinking ant. Right? And everybody was afraid to break the line. They were like that. The ants, you know, that's how ants do. They march the line. If you watch ants, they're very organized. That's how they get stuff done. They build these mounds. They take specks of dirt and build mounds with tunnels inside of them. They got a whole life going on inside. And we just come along with the water hose and ruin their world. You know what I mean? And so they got a whole life going on inside of there. And so this was one free thinking ant. He got out of line and all the ants like, oh, he broke the line. He, he, he thought different. From everybody else, he said, look, I don't, we don't have to just do this lying thing. You know, we can do something else. we got some choices here, right? And a lot of times in life, that's the way we are. We, we are like those ants that don't believe we can break the line. But God says that he sent the Holy Spirit to allow you to be able to break the line of the bonds of normal people. Right. So we think that that we, we just we can't look. I can't do this because my neighbor can't do it. I can't do that because my family members have never done it. The Bible says that Jesus Christ came to set you free from the law of being stuck. The Jesus Christ came to set you free from the law of being stuck. Ma'am in the orange shirt, the, the Jesus Christ came to set you free from the law of being stuck. You don't have to be stuck. Do I know you? I know you don't. Yeah, I know you. I just said this. I know you. Right? So Jesus Christ came and set you free from the law of being stuck. You don't have to be stuck. He came to make you free from it. That means that you don't have to be again in bondage to the stuff. Listen, man. The stuff your friends can't do, you can do it. If you trust God, you believe God, there's nothing impossible for you. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what your family's ever done. You can do anything if you trust and you believe God. And it lines up with God's word. And there's not a person in this room that can't achieve. Listen, I believe God. I prophesy this speaker right now. That there shall come forth testimonies of greatness and great people out of Cleveland in years to come. They'll say, this person, this person from Cleveland did that. That person from Cleveland did this. That person. And I believe it's going to come from some people out of this room. Amen. I'm just gonna come from some people out of this room, and I'm telling you, if you'll work, if if you'll work it, it'll work if you'll work it. Let's back up some more. 
Let me read the scripture to you. Mark 9, 23. And Jesus said, you say to me, if you can do anything, why? All things can be are possible to him that believes. All things can be are possible to him that believes. So how do, how do you make a law out of something? Remember what I said? Law is, is something that happens when a set of circumstances are in place every time it happens. Well, every time you get in the place that you believe, that makes what was impossible possible. That's the law. The law of possibility engaged by faith. Every time you get in a place where you'll trust God, what was impossible for you before now has moved from impossible over into the realm of possibility. Did you hear what I said? What used to be impossible, listen, what used to be impossible for you at five o'clock, by eight o'clock, for some of you will be possible. Because your mind state will change from one place to the other, from believing that I couldn't do that, to now it's possible for me to do it. And the Bible says that any time that you get into a place of faith, any time you get into a place where you believe something is possible, it is possible for that thing to happen. Now we have to deal with what is the definition of possibility. Because at one time I thought possibility was just chance. Right? Or it might happen. It's a chance for it to happen. But what is the definition of possible? The, it comes from the uh, Greek word dunatos, which is connected or kinfolk to the word dunamis, right? Uh, dunamis, which is, which is great power. And so the definition of possible is not chance, or uh, not just chance only, but it's able, powerful, mighty, strong. So I can go and put this in that scripture. All things are able, all things are powerful, all things are mighty, all things are strong to him that believes. So possibility is not just chance, it is the power or the enablement for something to happen. Did you hear what I just said? So you move from just being, there's a chance it might happen, to wow, I got power for it to happen. Right? So anything that you set in your heart to do is possible for, for it to happen for you, or God will enable you or give you the power to make it happen once you step over into the realm of belief. Once you step over into believing that you can do it and that God will do it, be on the, uh, on the way with you to do it, it makes it possible. That law is established. You're walking in the law of possibility engaged by faith. When you step up and say, I'm willing to believe and trust God, the thing has to move from the, to, from the realm of impossibility over into the realm of possibility. And if you take this to school with you this year, it will change your life. So that means there's nothing they'll be able to throw at you. There's no assignment, no hurdle that comes in front of you that you say, man, I'm just stuck. I can't do it. If you believe that God is willing to help you through anything that you face, you believe you can accomplish anything, you believe you can do anything, there's nothing that will be impossible for you. Listen to me. I deserve a gigantic hand clap right now because I just removed obstacles from your life with information. Probably never had a preacher tell you that you should clap for me right now, but I just did it. Right? I just removed... Everything in your life that you said is impossible, I just moved it over into the possible category. Anything. Listen, whatever your dreams are inside of your heart, man, whatever your dreams you got inside of your heart, whatever things you think you want to do, it's possible if you'll trust God. 
It's possible. Listen, we just we just opened up a restaurant in town. I, and let me tell you something. We've been open for a month, and six or seven months ago, I couldn't even cook barbecue. But we opened up a barbecue restaurant. I couldn't even cook barbecue. I had to have one of the other brothers come do it. But I know God called me to do it. And so, so to me, everything else wasn't misdemeanor. It, was, this, this, it wasn't very important at all. If God called me to do it, I'll figure out how to barbecue by the time the door is open. And so now there are people in the town saying that I cook the best ribs that they've ever eaten in their entire life. And where did that come from? I'm not, I, I, listen, I can't even get on YouTube and cook with the barbecue guys. Matter of fact, I pray over the meat every day that God make it taste good. <laughs> and so everybody, they was like, okay, what's it going to be like? Now people come into the actual restaurant and they say, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe how it turned out. But see, it wasn't for them to believe. It was for me to believe. It was for me to believe. And so now we, we, we have created a revenue stream in our church that came from nothing. I want you to understand something. Three days before the restaurant got ready to open, I needed supplies and other things uh, for us to open. And I had $37 in the bank. $37. I had maxed out all my credit cards. Church had no money, this, that, and the other. And I was driving, I got in my car, everybody was trying to figure out what we're going to do. We got to have this stuff before we open in a few days. I jumped in my Jeep, I started driving just to air out. And I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to the bank. I said, our church has had money in this, this uh, bank for I don't know how long. We've never asked for no money. I'm going and I'm not leaving without a check. And so I whipped up in the bank, well, and, and I hadn't heard anything from God to that point. So I said, I'm going to ask him for this amount. And so then God spoke up and said, no, ask him for double that. That's the first time I heard God speak. So I went in the bank and sat down, and the man said, yeah. And I had the money in the morning. And we went shopping, swiping. And it got done. How do things like that happen? The whole project cost us, I don't know, maybe about $100,000. But when we started, I didn't have anything. But that's how I live. Because I understand that my belief and trust in God will give me access to whatever I need. All I need to do is believe. What was impossible before will take will move me from the realm of impossibility over into possibility. Now, I want you to understand something. I, I was not born doing huge things and making movies and doing projects. I've been all over the country on airplanes over into Brazil. I went over to Brazil and to a secular rap concert in Brazil and preached about 5,000 people. 5,000 people. I'm talking about not a church event. They let me preach at a rap concert. It was amazing. I got the video for the gentleman showed you all one time. But, but my, because I trust God... And not my, my own ability. There are things in my life that I've done that I've never, I would have never thought that I'd be able to do. But my, my thing that I do all of the time, my method of operation is that I trust God. If I feel in my heart that this is something that needs to be done, I want to do, God wants me to do, it doesn't matter what I don't have, who I don't have, I'm, I'm going in that direction because I believe God's going to do it. I'm going to wrap up with, with this. We talked about the laws of gravity. <clears throat> and I described to you about the, 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 the circumstances, a, a scientific law set of circumstances are present. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. 
uh, if every time these circumstances and situations are in line, every time it's going to have a specific outcome. Any of y'all ever seen the people on the news or y'all don't watch the news, you look at YouTube. So on YouTube, you see the, the, uh, the spaceman inside of the airplane and he's floating around in the air and he's turning flips inside the space station. Anybody ever seen that? Man, where y'all at? What you looking at on YouTube? Man, come on, man. Well, anybody, y'all know what I'm talking about, God. Zero gravity, right? Right? So zero gravity is something that takes place higher in a higher atmosphere than the Earth's atmosphere. So the, the, the law of gravity is being defeated. So this guy can be inside of there. They can, they can take Coca-Cola and certain parts of it stick together and it spins around in the air. They can throw food and it just floats because there's zero gravity in this higher atmosphere. Right. So 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 what 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 was what uh, some of the things that are bound to happen in the lower atmosphere do not have authority to happen in the higher atmosphere. Right. And so it's the same way with us spiritually. Right. There are things in in the higher atmosphere of God that do not have the authority to function in that higher atmosphere than that they do on in this lower atmosphere. Zero gravity. I want you to understand something. That God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our, our thoughts. And that there are things in the spirit of God that are attainable for you. If you will apply your faith. If you will believe. Then God can do things through you that you wouldn't be able to do in the flesh. And if you would read. And I'm not going to read it all for the sake of time. But if you read the rest of Romans chapter 8. He's talking about people who live according to the flesh. That means that I only believe what I see. I live according to what I see, what I feel, this, that, and the other. How many of you know that if, you, if you're impoverished in your life right now and you can't, you've never seen nothing but poverty, you, you, you can't even imagine not being impoverished. If you're depressed right now and the only thing you've ever felt was depression, you can't imagine feeling anything above de- depression. So if you are in a state of something and that's the way it's always been, it's hard for you to escape and experience anything different than what you've already had. But I want you to understand that in heaven's system, in the system of the Holy Spirit, in God's system, his word, his Holy Spirit, there are things that are attainable and are possible. There is a freedom that is attainable and possible in the kingdom of God, with the spirit of God, that you're not bound by the same way that somebody that lives according to the flesh. If you look at me in my life. Nobody in my family has ever done some of the things that, I, that, I've, uh, that God's been able to do with me. But when I, was, when I first came into the ministry, there was a young guy that came into uh, one of my services. And I used to do a, a youth service on Friday nights. And it was on TV and everything. I didn't even know what I was doing. God just was making stuff happen. But we were on TV every week. And the guy came in after the service one night and he was wearing these headphones. It was a Mexican guy with an afro. How many of you ever seen a Mexican guy with an afro? One man. So my, my, this guy comes in, Mexican guy, and he wears these, these headphones. And back then, it was a cassette or a CD thing. It was no uh, MP3 player. So he comes in. He's always got this backpack, right, before backpacks was cool. And so he come in with this afro and this, this thing. And I'm like, what are you listening to all the time? So he sits down, and he begins to tell me. He said, I'm, well, I'm listening to Kenneth Copeland. I said, oh, well, who's that? Y'all, oh, yeah, I know. It's a preacher guy. And so he, he says, you ought to check him out. And I said, well, man, okay, I, yeah, I know that's that guy that says that, you know, that, you know, you can do all of these miraculous things according to the word of God. I, I, that's that guy, right? And so I said, oh, man, you know, 
if that stuff was, was true, let's just go clean out all the hospitals and all of this other kind of stuff. I was not a faith guy back then. But then when I, I got the, the, the CDs and I started listening to them, one thing that I couldn't get away from was that everything he was saying was written in the Bible. Everything he was saying was written in the Bible. And so at that point, I just got hungry, more hungry, hungry for it, and more hungry for it, and more hungry for it. And that changed my life. So the, the law, listen, where I was in bondage before, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus from throwing myself into uh, listening to the word and spending time with God changed my whole life. It changed my thinking and it changed me to believe that I could do anything that God says that I could do. Anything that the Bible says that I could do, it made it possible for me. And so I want you to understand something, that if you will apply this, what I'm saying to you, to your life. When you face challenges and you find, let me, let me read these last three things. I can't let you go with that. I'm going to give you three things that you have to have in line in order for this to work. Three variables of creating through faith. Number one, faith must be based on God's word. Whatever you believe in, God to do has got to be based on his word. Uh, number two, faith and patience Burst the promises of God. That means it might not happen overnight. It might not happen immediately. So you got to be prepared to be patient. Number three, you cannot be double-minded. Right? You have to set your mind that you and God are going to work on this thing. You're going to uh, bring this project to pass. Right? And, and it's going to be done. You can't be back and forth. What God is going to do, it, God's not going to do it. We'll go back over it again. Faith must be based on God's word. Number two, you have to have patience. And number three, you cannot be double-minded. And if you will apply this to your life and remember this message of the law of possibility engaged by faith. Matter of fact, I want you to say that with me. Say that with me. Say the law of possibility engaged by faith. Right. I want, now I want to pray for you for just a second and then we'll, we'll be done. Let me stop my recording.